It's evil to rejoice in the downfall of another person. It's very tempting, especially if that person has treated you poorly, but it's wrong. And it's foolish to think that it can never happen to you. Instead, you should praise God for his righteous justice and for the great truth his justice points to, that he is the Lord, a just God, and a glorious Savior. Welcome to the Wisdom Journey. Here's Stephen with a lesson called Headlines Announce the Downfall of Nations. Today we arrive at chapter 25 in the book of Ezekiel. Now these prophecies of doom for Judah have come to a conclusion. Uh, Jerusalem is now under siege and will eventually fall. But Judah isn't the only nation that's going to meet God's judgment. In fact, here in chapters 25 through 32, Ezekiel delivers the newspaper, so to speak, announcing trouble ahead. This is going to happen here on the nations surrounding Judah. First up is the nation of Ammon. This is east of the Jordan River. The Ammonites appear throughout the Old Testament, and they're always found as enemies of Israel. When Jerusalem falls to the Babylonians, in fact, the the Ammonites are going to throw a party. They're going to celebrate over Jerusalem's destruction. And because of that, God tells them here in verse 4, I am handing you over to the people of the east for a possession. Now, the people of the east are the Babylonians. God's going to use them to destroy the people of Ammon for their defiance and unbelief. Next here, located just south of Ammon, is the nation of Moab, and they're also going to fall to the Babylonians. The Moabites considered Judah, verse 8 tells us, just like all the other nations. In other words, the Moabites refused to acknowledge God's special blessing on the Jewish people. And as a result of their defiance, they're going to suffer the same judgment as the Ammonites. They're going to be handed over, verse 10 tells us, to the people of the east, that is the Babylonians. Well, next up in line here, facing the judgment of God, is Edom. Edom is a nation located just south of the Dead Sea, and they're also going to suffer defeat and and desolation. The Edomites were descendants of Jacob's brother Esau. In fact, we're told here in verse 12, that they acted revengefully against the house of Judah. Consequently, they're going to be judged by God. Well, next, God promises judgment against Philistia. Verse 15 says that they acted with malice of soul to destroy in never-ending enmity. It's true, isn't it? Those Philistines, (laughs) they went a long way back into the history of Israel, from Delilah to the giant Goliath, frankly, from Genesis all the way to the prophets. The Philistines did everything they could to destroy the Israelites. Well, judgment upon them is about to come. Well, now the next three chapters are devoted almost entirely to a prophecy against the city-state of Tyre. The city of Tyre was a wealthy trade center there on the Mediterranean coast, located just north of Israel. 
Along with the mainland city, a fortress had been built on an island just off the coast. Now, this prophecy here in chapter 26 came during the siege of Jerusalem. It's possible that the people of Judah had looked to Tyre, asking for help. In fact, if you go all the way back to the days of King David, uh, and you find that Israel had a friendly relationship with Tyre. However, here in Ezekiel 26, the, the city of Tyre is saying with really a lot of delight here in verse 2, the gate of the peoples is broken. It has swung open to me. I shall be replenished now that she is laid waste. Well, the people of Tyre are celebrated. They consider Jerusalem's downfall you know, an economic advantage to them. They've just gotten rid of some of the competition there in the business world, and they couldn't be happier. Well, chapter 27 tells us that Tyre's pride is going to to bring about its downfall. Verse 3 records, O Tyre, you have said, I am perfect in beauty. Talk about a, a proud city. Even though they defy God and turn their back on God's people, they they think that they're, they're something special. They, they've got it all together. But let me tell you, just as proud people, just as proud nations defy God today, maybe they're boasting of their military might or maybe their financial power in the world, just like, just like them. Here's the city-state of Tyre. It's going to sink like a luxury ship. This city is going down in judgment. In fact, verse 34 describes it. You are wrecked by the seas. Your merchandise and all your crew have sunk with you. All the inhabitants of the coastlands are appalled. You have come to a dreadful end. Here in chapter 28, we have a a rather detailed description of the arrogance of Tyre's king. Verse 2, you have said, I am a god. I sit in the seat of gods, but the Lord says, you are but a man. God asked the king here in verse 9, will you still say, I am a god in the presence of those who kill you? Now, I would agree uh, with many Bible scholars that in the next several verses, the description of the king attire goes beyond just a mere king, a mere man, and they see this, and I would with them description of Satan. He is the evil power behind this wicked king, but various phrases clearly refer to Satan. You were the signet of perfection, verse 12. You were in Eden, verse 13. You were an anointed guardian cherub, verse 14. Well, that's exactly who Satan is, the highest cherub in the angelic order of God's creation, first seen where? in the Garden of Eden. So this prophecy reminds not only the world, but also the kingdom of fallen angels, demons, that their king, their leader, Satan, is no match for the Lord, and judgment upon him is soon coming. Now, verses 20 through 24 give a brief prophecy against Tyre's sister city, Sidon, to its north. Uh, That city is going to be Uh, entirely destroyed. The judgments upon these nations then are a foretaste of future judgments that will pave the way for Israel's regathering during the coming tribulation to dwell in their own land. In fact, I love verse 26, which prophesies 
all Israel will know that I am the Lord, their God. Now, chapter 29 begins a series of prophecies against Egypt. Egypt had been in a power struggle with Babylon over the years, and the land of Judah was kind of stuck in between uh, this tug of war. Egypt's pharaoh is pictured as a, a great dragon of the Nile. In fact, he's boasting here in verse 3, my Nile is my own. I made it for myself. The Lord effectively says here in verse 4, I, I don't think so. You didn't make the Nile River. In fact, I'm going to pull you out of the Nile and give you to the wild animals for food. Well, now over here in chapter 30, we're given a an even greater detail of God's judgment on the nation of Egypt. In verses 10 and 11, we read, I will put an end to the wealth of Egypt by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. He and his people with him shall be brought in to destroy the land and fill the land with the slain. And now here in chapter 31, we have a prophecy directed uh, personally to Pharaoh. Pharaoh's asked, Here in verse 2, whom are you like in your greatness? Well, the answer is Assyria, which had been a a great power and, like Egypt, was very proud. Assyria uh, is compared to a mighty cedar of Lebanon here in, in verse 10 that is proud of its height. Well, mighty Assyria is going to be cut down, just like Egypt will be cut down in the future. Now, the first eight verses here in chapter 32 parallel the opening verses of chapter 29 describing Egypt's defeat. And their defeat, verse 9 says, will trouble the hearts of many people. I mean, after all, Egypt was a great power in the ancient world. Yet verse 12 says that a multitude are going to fall by the sword, and the Babylonians will bring to ruin the pride of Egypt. This chapter ends with a poetic description of Pharaoh and his people descending into their graves as they are destroyed by the Babylonian Empire. And I would have to say, beloved, that Egypt never will regain the dominance it once had as an empire after Babylon destroys it. If we pull all these chapters together, you have one overriding theme in these prophecies of judgment, and it stands out loud and clear, and that's the pride of these nations. Pride in themselves, pride in their defiance of God. It's pride that leads them to cheer on the downfall of Judah. It's pride in thinking that they themselves will never fall. Well, let me tell you, the human heart has not changed a bit. And so we need to heed the warning, uh, the Bible's warning to this very day that says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, let anybody who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. Let's remember what James says in his New Testament letter. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before the Lord. Listen, beloved, there are penalties to pride. There's great safety in humility. 
Well, until our next wisdom journey together, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Today on our Wisdom Journey Through the Bible, Stephen covered Ezekiel 25 through 32. He called this lesson, Headlines Announce the Downfall of Nations. The Wisdom Journey is a teaching series through the entire Bible. Stephen is taking you from Genesis all the way through Revelation. We have a new lesson for you each weekday. The entire journey takes three years, and I hope you'll be along with us for all of it. If you are, God's going to use it to help you grow in your faith and deepen your understanding of His Word. Join us next time as we continue the wisdom journey. 